तू रब दा बंदा गंदा तंदा छड़दा क्यों no, I, I don't thank people nearly as much as I should, which is a character flaw. I have many character flaws. I was talking to Darshan about them today, but I have, I have quite a bit. What's your most... Um, what's the character flaw that everyone knows about, and what's one that not many people know? Well, everyone knows I'm, I'm compulsive, which is a, 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 a good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's good if you're out and you want to have some fun. It's bad because it gets you in a lot of trouble when you're compulsive, right? Mm. You don't give think, us an example. Nah, I can't. But you don't think your actions through until afterwards, and then when you're doing hindsight, you're like, "Well, why did I expect it to go any differently?" Right? <laughs> uh, what a lot of people don't know, but I am secretly working on it, is I have very low empathy. Mm. I just don't give a shit about most people. If you're not in my family or in my inner circle, I have a very hard time. And you know what the crazy part is? I'm super duper empathetic towards animals. So like dogs and shit like that. Like in India, when I saw the dogs on the street, mm. broke my heart. Saw a lady begging right beside the dog with a little kid. Didn't give a fuck. I should take you, I should take you to a dairy farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true, man. Like, and I'm, it's not like it's getting to the point now in my life where I realize it. Because I, I checked myself in there. I was driving. I'm like, so, bro, you'll feel bad for the dog. But yeah. you had zero feelings towards the lady and the kid. Yeah. It's well, that's weird. not normal. Well, it's because you feel like the human had more... Opportunities to do better. Po- the dog was born on that street. What if the dog didn't have opportunity to go get a fucking job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, it, it's bad. But I, I'm very... I struggle with being empathetic towards other people's situations. It's funny. I don't give a shit about animals. I just don't want them to die unnecessarily. But I don't want to pet it. I don't want to own one. You just don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to touch it, lick it, kiss it. I think we talked about this once. Like the only reason Darshan is vegetarian has nothing to do morals. He just doesn't like animals. Period. Yeah. I hate him so much. Why would I put him in my mouth? Yeah. How, how many years removed are we from uh, us, the humans, having relationships? What do you mean by relationships? Like, like, okay, like, dating a goat, like, being like, this is what I'm You remember that Vice video uh, in Colombia? They, <laughs> they, they had uh, this remote village where, because uh, Colombia is so Catholic, so they don't believe in sex before marriage, <laughs> but then dudes who haven't had sex before marriage are like, loser. So, like, who are you going to have sex with? Because they haven't had sex with a girl, so they have to have sex with a donkey. Like and a this actual, was like when before Vice popped off. These were these crazy like an actual donkey. Yo, and they showed it. They went up, and this guy fucking like, this guy fucking like sweet talked the donkey, and then stood up behind it and pulled his pants down and fucked it. Holy fucking donkey, Joe! There. This is one of the Vice's first viral fucking videos, from what I remember. The first ones I ever saw. I think it was Vice anyway. But yeah, so in some cultures, it was totally normal. The but, first Vice v- video I saw. <laughs> Um, was about that drug in, in Mexico or... Colombia probably too. Colombia, Uruguay, where people can give it to you and then you will do whatever the hell they tell you yeah. to do for the next four hours. Like one guy helped these... Oh, yeah, yeah. One guy helped these people... One guy helped these people rob his house. <laughs> Yo. Like he helped them take the TV out to the car and all that shit. Wasn't that... Isn't that drug uh, like one of those FBI truth serums? 
Yes, I think or so. Or CIA truth serums. Yeah. yeah, and girls will like put smeared on their tits. The breasts, breasts. Oh yeah, and then have but the yeah yeah. I don't know what the politically correct term is. Titties. But, yeah, titties. Sorry, sorry. Oh fuck. I, yeah. always, I should remember yeah. that titties. Okay. Yeah. So they put them on, and then they'll be flirting with the dude at the club, and next thing the dude's like, "Oh my god, I get to lick some titties." Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah, he's getting robbed blind. Baby. He's at an ATM machine. Yeah, human beings. Like I know what you're saying, though, Smeet. Like how far are we from that being? Considered where if you make fun of the person for being a donkey Joe, you're a bad human being. That's what you're trying to say, right? No, no. So he's just fantasizing out loud. No, like I, I mean, you're trying to say that you would be socially ostracized for making fun of the guy for having sex with an animal. I, I don't think that's ever gonna come because you know what's gonna take over before that is robots, the sex robots. I think sex with animals is already happening. Oh, 100%. What's weird is that, okay, sex with an animal is illegal, right? And we don't even know the animal may enjoy it. Of course, it can't give consent. Yeah. But a cow doesn't give consent for you to fucking rape it with an electric rod so it comes. So it comes, or the bull, sorry. And then they fucking jerk it off, take a sperm, and then fucking stick it in uh, the female. It's totally cool to rape an animal for that purpose. But if a guy wants to, like, get his... You know. So what you're saying is, those cows are not underage though; they're like 18. <laughs> in cow years, buddy, they're like two years old. Yeah, but in cow years, they're like 18. In cow years, they're like four. <laughs> is it? It's impossible for an animal to give consent. I think, uh, like, for sex or anything, like, I, you, it's like how, how far can you take it? Like, does a horse give you consent to ride it? Does a camel give you consent to ride it? Because if we didn't have those, we probably would still be in the dark ages. Which it may, which could be, which. Is, could have been a better thing. Really? Well, how do we know? Yeah, we don't know. But the, the way I look at it, man, is... I'm not talking about dark ages, but back to like nomadic, tribal... Yeah. Animals should be treated based on their intelligence. Like dolphins are obviously very smart. You got to treat them a little bit differently than you treat a fucking rat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's some dolphins that are smarter than some humans. Yeah. There's some rats that hey, are smarter on. than some people I know. But yo, let's... uh. Let's talk about uh, a couple things. Let's do, uh, yo, our Patreon's up. And thank you to, I think, the 12 or 13 people that have already signed up. That is fucking dope. We've put up a couple little random things. So I think we'll just keep putting whatever comes to mind and, and you know, things that we would like to share but don't really have a place to share. Yo, Darshan put up a video of me, and I don't know what kind of shit you was going on in your phone on the grayscale or whatever, but my beard looked chitty as hell, bro, in that video. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. I didn't even notice. I watched that video. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you do on his settings? Is he trying to sabotage me and make me look old and shit? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just I just did it. I added some grain to make it look a bit grittier. No, you added the wrong grain, bitch. I'll, I'll double check next time. I'll make sure I like color grade your dotty. Yeah, colorized by dotty block. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to... We got to give a shout out to... Um, I, Hinder Singh, dude. Hinder Singh was our first Patreon sign-up. So you all the way from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Damn, son. Hippie motherfucker. Yo, Portland's dope. But I heard, I heard it rains a lot, and a lot of people are mad, depressed out there. My sister lives around forty-five minutes from Portland. Uh, uh, no, it's not. Right. She did, <laughs> she's in the she's in the U.S. I just don't know what part exactly because I've never been out there. Um, but. Y- y- 
uh, I was going to say that the first Patreon sign-up should be allowed to come to our headquarters and chill out with us, but he's all the way in Portland. In Portland. And we ain't trying gonna, to get no corona, we're gonna, bitch. We're going to send, we're gonna send uh, Hinder something yeah. uh, whenever we figure out what to send and it's free to ship to Portland. The other thing is... Uh, yo, I thought we were sending Raj dick pics to people. Well, someone won, was it on uh, YouTube comments that they're about to join Patreon deep? Or, uh, <laughs> or her? What's her? She said she saw your comment. She goes, oh, I was about to join, but... I guess not. But yo, if you're not on it, but download the Patreon app because we'll be pretty active on there. So, you know, comment, talk, ask anything you want. Uh, you know, it's 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 a small enough um, number of people. Community, yeah. yeah so it's easy can... for us to keep track of. So, you know, download. And, and it's not going to get bigger anytime soon. <laughs> so we'll still be. This week we're going to have our first Patreon episode. Yes, yeah. so next week. We'll and and I was telling you guys, I don't know if we should do this, but every couple of months we should just pick a random person from Patreon and have him come hang out with us. Like after COVID, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And have him come down to our headquarters, chill out with us. Yeah, that's at the $100 tier, though. Uh, <laughs> no one's no one's dived, in, dived into the sugar. And then a- after Patreon, I think it was once a month, one Patreon uh, user is going to get to have lunch with me and Raj. Oh, my God. They, they can buy the lunch, yeah. but me and Raj will accompany you. Yeah, that's going to be a heavy lunch. Yeah. Lunch, with, lunch with you and Raj is called meal planning for a month. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go to buffets. We're waiting until buffets. So the Patreon open. person gets to, A, not only are they supporting us in, in, in the way they are, but they also get to buy yes. you guys lunch, lunch, which is going to be like a five-course five meal at Burger King. No, we, I mean, my plan was that we'd just run away. You want to meet Freeze? Yeah. He'll come back. Oh, this, wait, what the fuck? This happens. Don't worry. He's gonna Hold on. Back. What's that red light on the top? Uh, record? No, on the iPad. Uh, battery? We're having technical difficulties. We'll be uh, right back. Well, we're still recording. Uh, Marsh, what's yeah, up? we're recording. So, yeah, again, so appreciative and grateful for everyone who signed up you guys went on like right off the bat too that was amazing because i thought yeah. it could take a little while to pick up but well, it was darshan like, thought he was gonna knock his lease for his hyundai out from this but it hasn't worked out or so for, far or for this spot but yeah. soon hopefully soon uh i want to give a shout out to our our um um farmers yeah want to give a shout out to our our home back home huh yeah. we lost some meat wait he's gone no, fucking Corsi is Kali. Bro, someone abducted him. I was reading some shit about alien abductions, bro. I don't before know that. Before that, yeah. I do want to get into that. But I, uh, what do you know? What's the latest on what's happening? Where the are we farmers? at in the protest? Yeah, I know a lot of the geo towers are being burnt down. Uh, that's the wrong uh, method. I was thinking about it. That's the wrong thing to do. What they should have done, because now you're cutting power out to your own community. What you should do is use the fuck out of that power and don't pay your bill. The whole bend. Like, leave all your appliances on. Plug in your microwaves and just turn them on, fucking with the draja open, just jimmy them somehow. Uh, leave all your TVs running. Man, to plug a generator into the wall, leave that running. Just suck as much power as you can out of those towers and nobody pay their bill. Well, we should do That's is, what they should do. We should do a thing where they get them just mining crypto. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck, and nobody pay their bill. And, no, and then they're making money? Everyone, yeah. send, everyone pitch in, send them like... I don't even know what the latest hardware is to mining, what the deal is. It's expensive. Imagine you crowdfund... Uh, a mining Bitcoin mining operation for some farmers in Punjab. That'd be pretty dope, man. That would. See, this is why if I had a billion dollars, I would just do shit like that. But I don't think they'd get into crypto, so, the farmers, because you know why? There's no MSP on, on <laughs> cryptos. Like it could go down and you have nothing left. Hold on. What's going to happen here now without meat? But regardless, so I know the towards. Wait, so those are Bijli towers? I thought they were cell phone towers. 
the bijli we hagi what's geo geo is an energy company geo is their um phones oh okay but those are the, so it's like so it's funny because out here we had a bunch of food dudes burning 5g towers but i'm down with this i feel this is a legit cause as opposed to 5g is going to give me uh, cancer i think just the fact that somebody like him exists in india Mm. that's got the same wealth as the bottom 500 million people combined mm-hmm. is a fucking atrocity mm-hmm. and how you let it get to that i have no idea um there's obviously he's that family's been making money in india since before it even economically opened up so they're obviously well connected politically mm-hmm. but they can all eat a dick if if they walk around on a day-to-day basis and not see something completely wrong with the way they are that rich compared to the rest of the general population and then try to even make more money off the plight of farmers then yeah. you know what i don't care if anyone says oh i know this person in their house they're ne- decent people they're not nah, they're fucking the devil the whole family's the devil and they can all eat shit and die yeah what do you think of that samit is it, it, you want to draw you didn't name them who them bunnies the fucking losers <laughs> See, those are the type of people they might they might be good at business and they might be good at this area, but literally nobody in that family has a heart. Because if anyone had a heart, they'd come they'd come home one day and say, "Yo, how much money do we fucking need, guys? Yeah. Like we're 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 getting a point now where we're fucking really they've always reamed the general population, but we're getting to the point now where like we're richer than fifty percent of combined. If you take the bottom five hundred million people in India, the Ambani's are richer than them. Yeah, and that's normal. How the I, fuck is that normal? Type? I do like like how much negative spotlight they're getting right now. Like, they're fucking everywhere. losers, all of them. There's like so many dope little cartoons, or like you know those political cartoons, and just exposés. These videos all just fucking coming out. Brutes done so many. Mm. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I can't remember the names of, but I'm down with that. I'm down with fucking shaming these fucking rich bastards that are just like. Leeches, absolute leeches, yeah, sociopaths. At what leeches. point, even with Jeff Bezos, and, and I try yeah. my hardest not to order from Amazon. I always end up doing Fuck, it. Fuck, I know. The fucking prices are terrific. The prices, but, the, cust- <laughs> the customer service experience but, with Amazon is out of this world. Yeah, dude. but how do you, as the owner of Amazon, go to sleep at night knowing that the people that are working in your warehouses for little above minimum wage yeah. are, are getting covid and your billions and billions of dollars are just being padded into your into your wallet. Like, in in a lot of them don't have health coverage. There's people fucking on food stamps that work part time at Amazon. How does that sit well with you when well, you see yourself becoming a multi billionaire off of it? Because the empathy decreases. Yeah, but I have I I've admitted I've self admitted to having very low empathy. But even that would be an issue for me. Yeah, well, the, there gotta be. I think. They are genuinely just fucking. I think they think that they're gonna do good with the money. How like I don't know how much of it do you need? If I was the but it's CEO, not that he has a liquid. He doesn't have a liquid. No, of course. But if I was the CEO of Amazon, I would take as much as I needed to live a very, very, very comfortable, rich ass life, and take the extra and divide it amongst my employees every year as a bonus or some shit. Like the dude from Seattle. What was what was the company name? Uh, I don't know if anyone knows the story. Yeah, he said that everyone in the company is gonna make the same salary. Yeah, he, there was a study done by. Uh, Dave Kahneman or something. I don't know if he's an economist. Do you know, Samir, are you there? Because we can't fucking tell what's going on over there. Yeah. Okay. No, so there was a study done that 
Um, once people make over $75,000, yes, the happiness, it that's doesn't, it. it stops. You're, yeah, it doesn't increase. you're comfortable. The happiness level does not increase over 75,000. So he started thinking the CEO of this company, I think, that, uh, yo, I think, I think we're running, we're message him. We're running, uh, we're running by today. Not try. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he on. gone. He yeah. gone, baby. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but he, uh, read this and he had run into i think he ran into someone i think that worked for him or somewhere else where oh he ran into a friend who was making 50 grand and she was struggling to buy a house and all these things and he was like fuck i got people in my company that make less than that that mm-hmm. work for me mm-hmm. and she's struggling at that price and they make less so then he was thinking okay what can i do what can i do he heard about this study and then he was like okay they came up with a plan where okay everyone for that works for me is going to make 70 grand a year mm-hmm. um and where he took the money from is his own salary because he was getting like one to two million or something like that and the got he got blasted in conservative media yes blasted like watch this is going to be an example of socialism failing haha yeah, this company's done this is why they don't teach this in the mba mba program or blah 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 and he's fucking done so well to the point like when covid popped off they were like okay what the fuck do we do i'm not gonna f- let go of anybody and he said something like uh, they thought of a, a, a plan to where will the employees, let's ask the employees if they're willing to take a pay cut. Yeah, and everyone probably said yeah. Yeah, and it was like almost like overwhelming majority of them, like like nine out of ten of them, were literally said they're down to take half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know why? It's where you work. Like when COVID hit, our company, Touchwood, did well throughout COVID. Yeah. Um, not as well as we could have done, but we, we were fine. We're positioned in a way. Uh, when you talk to the owners, we're positioned in a way to, to be fine. But when COVID hit, uh, more than one person, including myself, voluntarily went to ownership and foregoed some of our salary. I did. Wow. And, and it just goes to show you the type of company you work at. Mm-hmm. I've never worked in another place where that would be. Oh, yeah. Where that thought would even cross my mind. For sure. If you don't feel that the company's like on your side, if the company doesn't make you feel like as a stakeholder in the success of the company, you don't owe them fucking anything. You go there, you work. Where I work is so, like they have your back above and beyond. There's so many stories that I'm not going to get into where they've demonstrated that. Yeah. Right? So no problem. As soon as this COVID hit and I knew company, I went in right away. Yeah. I went to the owner and said, I'm taking a pay cut. I want to get paid this. Yeah. And they were like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, through COVID, I'm good with this. That's dope. Yo. That's dope. And it shows because now this guy, they were able to get through COVID and they're back at making their full salary again. And the same with us now. Yeah. But like, there was issues though. I think some people, there were some issues where people that got paid more before were upset that other people were getting out the same amount of money as them. Hey, but if you're the type of person that is going to get upset that somebody that touch wood is lower than you yeah. in, in the totem pole... I'm doing air quotes, gets paid the same amount as you now? You're a fucking idiot. Apparently, the bottom of the total pole is the top of the totem pole. Always, in every company. If you go to my no, company... No, meaning that the person at the bottom of the totem pole in, in indigenous culture... Oh, is that That's the, the head honcho oh, at the bottom. And everyone else standing on his shoulders. Exactly. Makes sense. But So we use that but metaphor you know incorrectly. What? It, it makes sense even at my work. The people that work inside the office and do coordination yeah. do... Tons more yeah. than the average sales rep. Oh, yeah. I mean, the average sales rep, does he, they bring in more revenue for the company? Yes. Yeah. But the actual work, the people inside do way more. 
I think if it's commission based, they, there should be no limit on what you can make. Essentially, there is no limit. We're, yeah, we're but like salary wise, I think there should. I think there should be a ratio of what a CEO can make compared to the lowest paid person in the company. Yeah. There should be. Uh, I think Japan has stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean an, another thing, and I, I think I think what COVID did is it forced a lot of people and people that weren't even aware of this before to realize that our economic system and the way we um, continually abuse employees, it, it's broken. It's not a good system. There, it makes no sense that the CEOs of companies make $40 million and then the next person in charge makes one. Mm-hmm. And then the next person after him makes 400,000. And then after that, you're pretty much down to a bunch of people making 30, 40 grand a year that are actually working. Yeah. Like it makes absolutely no sense. And, and whoever came up with this, like the CEO salaries as a percentage of, of the company's total salary has increased exponentially since the 60s. Yep. And the average buying power of the average person has decreased exponentially. So everyone who, who is sitting around and allowing this to happen, it's on you. But what's going to be the big change after COVID is the companies that react the quickest to allow you to work from home and have some more you time and have extra incentives as being employed are going to attract all the well-educated, talented people. And the companies that don't get on board with stuff like that are going to fail. You're going to see this. It's like they, when the internet came out and killed companies like Sears, Hudson's Bay, even all these companies because they didn't pivot quick enough. Yeah. This is going to happen now. After this pandemic, there's people out there that are like, and I've talked to people that I've said stuff like, you know what? I'll take a $15,000, $20,000 pay cut to work from home. Because when they look at the cost of a car and gas Fuck and yeah. time and everything, it makes sense. Yeah. Right? But so the companies that stay with that work from home formula and say, okay, we value you. We're going to trust that you're going to do your job even if you're at home. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a lot of the ultra-talented people. And the companies that are like, no, come back into the office, guys, nine to five. They're going to get stuck with the people that aren't very well in demand. And they're going to basically drive themselves into the ground. And, and companies are going to save money too by not having to lease. 100%. But the ass. problem is, like what sales is a little different our reps are out on the road all day and we trust them to do their jobs. But a lot of people, ownership, presidents, general managers, operations managers have a hard time believing that you will do your job from home. Even though places like Marbella's work and a lot of other places, anyone who does work from home swears they get more done because there's no distraction. There's no water cooler talk. There's no, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. You're in front of your computer. You're at home. You're doing work. You're comfortable. Yeah. You're comfortable. So the companies that realize this, it's happening already in San no, you Fran. Get, you get literally about an hour to two hours of extra sleep. Yeah. Because of this minimum. Yeah. You're, it changes your life. It's happening already in San Francisco. People that work for Google and these big tech companies, um, these tech companies are now saying, okay, you want to work from home? Yeah, where are you living? Alabama? Okay, we're going to pay you based on where you live and the cost of living because you're not living in San Francisco anymore. You're not paying San Francisco rent. We're going to pay you twenty to 25000 less. And the people are like, done. Yeah. Because they get to work from home yeah. and buy a house on acreage in fucking Alabama and all they need is the internet. And, and employers can easily now monitor everything the employee does. 100%. So there's ways to keep track of their performance and so on. Samit's cut off. He's not going to be able to come back on, but we'll... Uh, Is that what he said? Yeah, he goes... He'll figure it out because he goes, the internet's gone to shit. 
At his house? Yeah, at his house. I think it's because he's using Apple products. <laughs> I think it's because he lives. You know these pl- these Apple guys like Samit and Darshan. It's a fucking cult, eh? You know that, right? No. I've never heard anyone who buys a certain product other than maybe vehicles because people are passionate about cars. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard it thrown around as much as you hear it with an Apple product. I think to to have the cult status is when um, to be to say that someone's like a you know a little brainwashed cult member. You'd have to be the type that s- thinks the company could do no wrong, right? I, I'm down to criticize Apple anytime, yeah, but, but, but see, what they have but you is guys a better are, offering. Yeah, but you guys are willing to turn the other cheek on child labor and people and them having However, nets outside of their company because employees jump to their death because they're being worked to their death. You're, you guys are willing to turn the other cheek on that, it's not but willing. you have a problem when someone milks a cow. <laughs> I say you're you're lacking in empathy, Darshan. No, here's the difference. You can scrutinize Apple, and the other thing is, what company is not doing that, right? Samsung, all these places are all in some ways, or in on some way or another, uh, getting they're sourcing materials and parts that are all coming from these conditions, right? So it's not about like a whataboutism thing. That's industry-wide issue. Apple, I feel like, on some level, attempt it. They try to fix things. Like, they are hardcore leaving China. Like, moving it to India. But then yeah, they had the issue that. where the, the, the wage theft happening in India at the new iPhone. I saw that. Plant, they right? they, they those, fucked up their fucking plan. Yeah. But that's good, though. Fuck it. Employees should fucking uprise all the time. But uh, Apple's also moving a lot to Vietnam. So... I think they're cognizant, <laughs> they're cognizant of that. Yo, they got to maintain this like image mm-hmm. and, and they're at the, I feel like they, they come out on the right social causes and, and so on. I can't say the same about Google because uh, there's all sorts of privacy ethical issues, right? Apple yeah. is on the forefront of fighting for um, user privacy and introducing uh built-in like um, what are they called no like monitoring of like what different apps are doing and shit on your app like facebook so pissed no, off i agree with you yeah. i just wanted to yeah you wanted to, you. you wanted to fucking take a shit yeah on something yeah that is now, now here here's the thing right is is you i i like to speak from my wallet too but like i said yeah. there's what these big companies have infiltrated the market in such a way that it's not impossible but it's damn near impossible to not do business with a lot of them, right? Yeah. Right? Like like even Amazon. You can sit here and say, yeah, and I, I got problems with Jeff Bezos. I ordered uh, a bunch of shit off Amazon during the Christmas season. Yeah. And, there, and price was one of the factors. I was showing Darsh earlier, if you guys are into watches, um, tag watches, uh, Alpina watches. These are watches that cost $1,400, 1500 at the stores. They're seven, 800 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, they could be counterfeit too, though. Eh, it's a gray a market, so th- there are tags there that are counterfeit, and you can yeah. see it in the in the things. The Alpinas aren't, because yeah. that's being sold by actual gray market watch distributor. Okay. So it all depends on who's selling. You got to see who's yeah. the seller. Right? The other thing with Amazon, I think, like what I do now, is I will look at like Staples and business, Best Buy. But here's the issue: I don't think there's a warehouse that's probably fucking fully great to work at. A no, warehouse job, not. this shit. I've worked in warehouses for fucking so many fucking companies, 
and they're all shit jobs. That they're yeah, all hard I mean, jobs. Uh, that of course the foremans and the managers are fucking putting so much pressure. You're not treated like a human at any of these. No, none Amazon's of the, the biggest, and they get a lot of scrutiny. And I'm sure you'd probably hear it from like, how do I know what's going on at the Best Buy Future Shop warehouse, right? Or or yeah. Future Shop. I used to work there. Yeah. So then. Um, End of the day, I do try looking at alternatives, but sometimes there's things that are only available on Amazon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's but hard. you're also you're also supporting in many ways because there's a lot of independent businesses. People just their their whole operations on Amazon until fucking Amazon rips them off for some yeah. fucking Chinese fucking. You, you saw that, eh? Like where it's fucking. If Amazon wasn't bad enough, there's rumors out there. Actually, yeah. there's a lawsuit from some people where Amazon will check and see what's selling a lot. Yeah. And then copy the product, right? Yeah. Put it down as Amazon choice, like get it made in China or something, and then boot the original seller off the platform. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's like, yo. <laughs> so basically, it's like, yo, thanks for this idea. Bye. That's fuck. It's fucking scummy. It's like you're making money in so many ways. And most of the internet, people may not know this, runs off fucking AWS, Amazon Web Services, like Reddit, yeah. and some of the biggest sites in the world are hosted on Amazon servers. Yep. So they are fucking, it is hard to disconnect yourself from Amazon. Um, at the same time, try to look for an alternative because like, but did, where, who's selling anything anywhere else? Some of them. Anchor, for example, I love their products. The batteries, all this shit, headphones, all that stuff. Only now, recently, I've seen them at Costco. My first choice, always Costco. Costco, yeah, yeah. labor that practices, guy, yeah. amazing. One of the lowest turnovers in retail where people don't quit. You go to, I go to fucking Costco, this, last, this Costco here in, in Heartland, like last 10, 15 years. Same going, employees. Same motherfucking employees. Yeah. yeah. Right? And they care. And it shows that they care because they're, like, I think their starting wage is like 20 bucks an hour in yeah. Canada. It's 20, 20 plus. I don't know what other benefits they, well, they, they get. get all health, their, they, they get, get all dental. their benefits. Yeah, so you can tell that, okay, that's a good company. Costco in general, like the CEO is not a billionaire. Yeah. You know, they're not, they are sort of the template you'd want to model, uh, you'd want a big successful company to model on and having that balance between like capitalism and yeah because how big is too big like look at what's happening with alibaba and aliexpress yeah. in, the, in uh china yeah china is actually bringing that jack ma uh jack ma <laughs> but they're bringing him down to earth bro they basically fucking told him straight up he can't do this he can't do that he's got to change this practice that practice china's very good at when you're getting too big like that they'll bring your ass down which is also not maybe the right thing to do yeah but like my whole thing is how do we allow this to happen how do we allow how did we allow it to become where somebody who makes a hundred grand a year cannot afford a house right now in toronto and the ceo of the company is making 20 million a year or 15 million a year like how do we allow this divide to get so great i don't think it's by i don't think it's by design I think people, I feel like the modern times, like present times is still quite young, right? We're fucking still pretty young as a civilization, you know? And everyone's figuring it as, you, as, as they go along. And then at the same time, you have some humans that just can't handle power and it gets to their head and they, and they just need to hoard it all and have it all for themselves or they, yeah, I don't know. They, there's, there's that aspect of it. I think at the same time, 
you don't really know what's going to work. Like the whole, imagine like the trickle down economics, which n- has never worked. And anyone no, who believes that no. I fucking have talks on sometimes on Instagram. Good old Nixon. With, uh, with, uh, yeah. And Reagan and was it Milton Friedman or whatever? One of these economist people. I don't know. I'm just trying to sound smart. Um, it doesn't work. It, it just, it just doesn't show. It's, well, it's been proven that it doesn't yeah, work. And the fact that people still buy into it, that there's people that are out there thinking like, well, yeah, why you want to tax the rich? Uh, you know they job creators I'm like how the fuck do you fall for this like yeah. well, you hear that you hear that and it sounds like the, the economic stuff. recovery plan that got released to the states is something ridiculous I read but yeah. if they reduced the money that's going to major major corporations by 20% so not even all of it just 20% of it would be enough to give every American 100 million of them that made less than 75 grand last year a $2,000 check yeah and they won't do that. And that $2,000 is going to get spent in the economy right away. That that 20% extra that you're giving to those multi-multi-millionaires and billionaires is not getting put into the economy. It's not. It's going to go to buy their shares back, right? Yeah. I think another reason a big problem happened, I'll be quite honest with you, is when companies went from private to public. Because when you go into public, the only thing your board of directors cares about is the cost per share. So as the CEO and everything like that, you can base your salary and your bonuses on the shareholder cost. If it was a private company at that point and you made that much profit, you were forced to maybe look into paying your people a little more, right? Mm -hmm. Now, by and large, a lot of these boards of these public companies do not give a fuck. If the share price is on its way up and they're making their money because they're on the board because they own large portions of that company, they don't care. They'll sit there with you because you're their contact as the CEO and maybe the CFO and a couple other guys and say if the share price closes this year above 50 bucks, you guys all get extra $2 million. And they don't dictate or tell them that, you know what, it needs to go to the employees, it needs to go here. Whereas private companies, where the owner of the company is stepping in every day and develops relationships with the employees and friendships with the employees, if he was making a lot more extra money, he would probably give his employees Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. He or she. They're almost, they're mandated to. They're mandated to make uh, money for the shareholders. That's it. That's who they speak to. The the, the shareholder board of directors speaks to just the CFO and the CEO and a couple other people. They don't even know anyone else in the company usually. Yeah. And that's the way it's set up. So that's a big problem too. I think it is. I think it's when these people get, I think, because I I haven't been there. We haven't been there in a sense of where we've tasted that like real wealth. And who knows what that does to a brain. Or a person like when you get a swath of that, that must be better than heroin. Yeah, but the thing is, but like Jeff Bezos has enough right now that if he gave everything away, Amazon to charity, or broke it up and, and made all the employees a part owner of the company, or whatever the fuck he did, he's never running out of money for the rest of his life. I know, right? I and get. probably for his kids too. Yeah, and their kids. So at what point does he not say, okay, look? I'm okay. My employees are on fucking food stamps and they're scared to call them sick and, and, and they don't have health benefits. At what point do you not as a fucking human sit there and say these thousands of people are the reason why yeah. I'm chilling today? Yeah. Like the level of comfort you have. Like yeah. You could fucking go, I don't know, has this guy not done shrooms? I think every billionaire should do fucking 10 grams of shrooms. shrooms. <laughs> Just get a fucking ego killing. Like, yeah. at, at the very ego least. Ego killing and feel connected to people. At the very least. Like, my place has nine employees, and even I looked into 
to how much it would cost me to give him medical med- benefits. Then I realized when I was looking into it, my accountant said, look, dude, all your employees are under 25. They have full coverage through the government because you don't pay for drugs. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know. Right? Under 25, you don't pay anything. Okay, okay. Right? So I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I didn't know that, but I, even I looked into it, yeah. right? So how the hell can this guy not one day say, okay, um, my Christmas tree, instead of being 80 feet tall and made of fucking platinum that we mined from an asteroid, is going to be 75 feet tall if I give all my people fucking medical benefits. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing is they don't realize what that does for morale in your company. I don't get why these people just don't want to be like... Is it okay? Does it not boost your ego to just be well loved? Like, do you enjoy being a villain? Do people enjoy that? Like, the motherfuckers like Lex Luthor out there. I know. Or Luger, Luther, which one? Whatever it is. Yeah. But it's true. It's like it's like they don't. They're so far up their own ass. Yeah. That they don't see what's going on, and then usually they've surrounded themselves with a bunch of people that are share price, share price, share price. We can't do this. It will tank the share price. The board of directors <laughs> are gonna get mad if you tank the share price. That's the other thing with Bezos. The other thing people don't realize is if, okay, most of his uh, his wealth is in shares. He can't sell those shares. No. Because if he sells those shares, the, price the, comp- the, comp- the company tanks. Yeah. Right? So then he's irresponsible in that way. So he has to maintain the shares. Um, but but like, you think he doesn't have enough cash money oh, fuck yeah. to he live the cash. rest of his life? I agree, but then what do you do with those shares? Because say I say you, he owned 60% of the company, and sometimes it's not by design that your value... Okay, obviously you want your company's value to go up, but you don't really control how high it could possibly go, right? Yeah. Is it fluke? Yeah, for sure it's fluke, because most companies don't get that wealthy. Yeah, but here's the and thing. Doesn't Amazon show a loss still every year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they lose big on their uh, transport. Right, and, and, and everyone shits on Amazon, but fucking, I don't hear the same amount of hate for the Walmart family. Oh, fuck Bern, those Bernie, guys. Bernie gives it, but those 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 guys are fucking losers. Yo, their money was split up between I don't know how many kids and yeah, family yeah. members. Yeah, and those motherfuckers, each of them is still on like the top hundred richest. Yeah, that means that means they're they're collectively their family shits on Bezos. Yeah, yeah. obviously, and, and they they pay such a low wage in the U.S. that their employees are have to still live off food stamps and they have the highest percentage of employees on food stamps of any major corporation in the United crazy. States of America. Crazy. And people and that's what I'm trying to say. How did we get to the point where that's okay? Where somebody can work. We're not talking about people that are sitting on their ass and doing nothing. Yeah. We're talking about people that are waking up and going to work and putting in their shift and doing whatever they can do at work and still having to rely on food stamps to eat. How the fuck does that make sense? And people are like, well, you know, it's a little bit different in the last 10, 15 years because real estate's gone up parabolically and it's really changing the the thing. No, this has been going on since the 90s at Walmart. Yeah, Walmart, where their employees are on Woods for as long stuff. as I remember. In yeah, Wal- Walmart. They've always- just been a shit company right from the fucking inception. They've been like. shit. They they came into areas and they wiped out small businesses and uh-huh. your local uh-huh. mom and pop shops and. It's just, it's a cycle that, I don't know. You, you is, the know end coming, is the end coming? I don't know. The, the gossa I feel when I, when I see companies like Amazon and Walmart and places like that, the gossa I feel is the same gossa I feel when I see Pyle Rahotki drop a video on Instagram. Have you ever seen her? 
No, I don't know who that is. That's the other quote. Like, there was Kangana Ronit had some shit to say. Yeah. Paul Rahaki's other washed up C-grade fucking Bollywood actress that has some shit to say. She's a Rahatgi mess. If you see her videos, she looks like a fucking crackhead. Okay? <laughs> In the way she's talking everything. He's a Modi Pagat, right? <laughs> but I look at her and I, you just get mad. And I'm like... I didn't even hear her message. I'm just mad because of her face. Like, she looks like a fucking hot mess. Like, somebody in her family, don't even, not even because she's talking about against Pajabis and Apre, but somebody in her family needs to tell her, get the fuck off the internet, go fix yourself. And, and whatever drugs she's on, whatever they've given her, like, it's hilarious. Any one <laughs> of you guys who hasn't seen her, Google her and watch some of her videos. It's fucking hilarious. This lady is like two feet away from jumping off a fucking balcony. Two feet away. Like, if somebody told me tomorrow she jumped off a balcony, it would not surprise me. She looks like she's fucking... Your hair is all over the place and you look fucked. Uh-huh. That's how she looks. Bro. Hey, speaking of chirelas, mm. do you ever wonder... Because they're always... <laughs> Let's not insult chirelas. Yeah. So, you ever look at... You ever think about it? Like, okay, someone's a chirel, they're, they're painted so negatively in, in yeah. society and so on. But what fucking shit did that person go through? Oh. To become what they are. I don't know, man. Some people went through some shit. Yeah. Some people probably just watched too many Nautics, bro. And they wanted to become a Nautics <laughs> yeah, around that. Went, yeah. No. Oh, no. something very interesting you mentioned before I went off on Pile Rocky. Um, she ain't hot. Um, is you were talking about maybe it's over, right? So if you look at the average lifespan of dynasties in the history, the ones we've actually studied... Average lifespan is 250, 248 years. The U.S. is at 247, I think, right now. Mm -hmm. Right? And the majority of the reason for the downfall of societies is usually environmental. They've used up the resources in the area they were in. Right? And that caused famine or something like that. And the second highest reason is economic inequality. Mm -hmm. So you had an uprising amongst peasants. Mm. So, so it's not a fucking surprise No So what I'm trying to say is Human beings We have shown again and again That we can Kind of figure something out Make it look kind of decent But it lasts around 250 years Before All the money is funneled Into the top And the people at the bottom Feel like they're being Fucking used And there's an uprising mm-hmm. So it would not surprise me If there is A huge uprising In the next four to five years And yeah. not just in the US Yeah I'm talking about worldwide Yeah I think what's dope is that there are people that have a big following and a big voice that are able to get these ideas out and introduce to people that like, yo, this is not how it's supposed to fucking be. Nope. Right? We've been taught this is normal. That to work, to give 40 plus hours of your life, that's your fucking life. You have it from what you're aware of. You have it fucking once. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and donate it and to give it away just to fucking eat. And yeah. To have roof. Yeah. Does not that make any that, fucking it, sense? And not only that, a lot of companies dehumanize people. Like I have friends that work at places, and they'll be like, and I'll be like, yo, I'm gonna be in your area because I'm on the road as a traveling sales rep. I'm gonna come by. Let's grab a coffee. Let's grab some lunch. And they'll say shit like, oh, bro, I can't. I already went out for lunch today. And it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, you're also fucking 35. <laughs> and you've been at that company for like 10 years you're this telling sucks. me you can't say my cousin's coming by or my buddy's coming by we're gonna grab a quick coffee no bro no 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 I already I, I, I was five minutes late coming back from lunch last week it's like are you fucking kidding me yeah. like this is the way like our company doesn't do that so to mm-hmm. me I'm like bro this is the way people get treated at companies work. companies put so much emphasis on keeping people in line 
Yeah. And like that, that's the biggest sin. Like, oh my God, you're 10 minutes late in your break. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, you motherfuckers are exploiting a whole fucking country for, for yeah. something. And, and it's, it's so fucking psychotic. Well, you, you, you know, when you do shit like that, what you end up with, right? Huh. Is you end up with a company where at 4.59, the second the clock goes to five, everyone's packing up and leaving. Yeah. Right? So if you yeah. start doing this, oh, you're taking five minutes out of, out of my day or you took five minutes longer for lunch, we're writing you up or we're doing this, we're doing that. You run into a culture yeah. where at five o'clock, everyone's gone. Yeah. Everyone stopped giving a fuck yeah. around 2.30. Yeah. And they were just winging and waiting for five. Yeah. So you're not getting extra productivity out of anybody because you Bullshit. get resentment. If you, have, if you have, if you have, sorry, sorry to cut no, you no, off, no, but there's no, one uh, company also in the States that offers flex hours. So the company's open from seven in the morning till nine at night. Yeah. Come in whenever the fuck you want. Put in your eight hours. That's dope. That's right. Good. So there's people that, you know, you want to come in at 10, come in at 10. If you yeah. feel that you're more productive by sleeping in till 10 and coming in at 11, yeah. do that. And apparently they said since they introduced flex hours, it, it's productivity is something that's measurable. That's yeah. what gets me. Yeah. And since they've introduced flex hours, they're like productivity is up 21%. Yeah. Who the fuck as a company listening that listening to that as owners or a board of directors would not want to say hey guys let's be a little more flexible with our employees mm. why it's, and get the know, productivity out like there, there is it's like i feel like there's things in life that require such little effort that can have such a huge change uh for example quitting, impact, quitting yeah. meat yeah it's it's a minimal effort thing no it's not bro meat's fucking tasty <sighs> That's just because, uh, Dorian, you had this food today. No, the day Wattage starts selling Beyond Meat Chicken Tikka, <laughs> I'll think about it. But no, until lab then, grown, lab grown. Yeah, until yeah. then, fuck. No, but example like that, that's like a minimum effort thing, right? That you're not losing yeah. anything for such a big improvement that it makes just logical sense for you to do it. And why companies aren't switching to flex schedules or switching to even the four-day work week or 10 hours a day. Yeah. Right? That shows like... in the end, as a company owner, and this is what gets me, this is what baffles me. Every fucking okay, study. What's your motive as a company owner, Dash? Yeah. Is your motive to increase productivity and profit? Yeah. Or is your motive... To fucking rule over your underclass that work there <laughs> and make their life hard. Like, what do you lose if your employees are a little bit happier? Yeah. What, but that's what why I'm trying to say. That like, such a like, like, why is this even a fight? Because option one, it's shown. If you're more <laughs> flexible and you're not a dick and you pay well, yeah. even 10% higher, your yeah. productivity will go up probably 20 to 24%, yeah. which will result in increase in profits. Yeah. So if that's your aim as a company, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. If your aim as a company is to just fucking rule over the people that work and make their life miserable, then you won't go for option A because you don't care about the money. Yeah. So any, that's what I'm trying to say. Coming out of this pandemic, any company that doesn't pivot and realize that there, we have to make some concessions here as long as it doesn't affect productivity. Now, as a company, if you're making concessions and saying everyone can work from home and your productivity goes down 20%, guess what? There's a conversation to be had. This working from home is not working. But if you make that clear to your employees that, look, everyone's going to work from home, your rent cost is going to go down 80%, mm -hmm. right? All this, some companies pay fucking gas and car allowance and all of that. You won't have to pay anymore. So your costs are way down and your productivity stays the same. Why the fuck wouldn't you? The only other reason I can think of is your ownership is a, is, is serial killers and they want to see you like, you know what yeah. I mean? They're psychotic and they yeah. want to see you They're in masochists. the office. They're getting off on your fucking yeah. your suffering. Yeah. They want to see you in the office yeah. so they can bully you. That's the only other second <laughs> option. The only second option I can think of.
Yeah. Like yeah. I've reps that report to me that I will go two days without calling. I never call anyone and say, what are you doing? Because the bottom line is if I don't trust them that they're working and they are working because they all call me every day. Yeah. Right. And they all come out of situations. They'll say, hey, I got a lead here for this or whatever. So I know they're working. But yeah. if I'm at a point where I have to call somebody and check up on them like that, yeah. it's not working out for me. Yeah. And if it's not working out for me, these guys are commissions. It's, pa- it's not working yeah. out for them. You know, some people, okay, for example, I got a, back when I used to make money, I had some staff and I had an, a colleague or a friend who was in the same industry and we kind of did a lot of work together and I would outsource stuff to him and he had like a full, uh, this, uh, full like print shop and dudes that work for him and so on. But this guy would power trip, bro. He would love, like he would yell at some of his staff in front of people. He'd be down to fire people just like that. Just be so condescending and blaming them for his fuck ups. What a dick. Right? Complete fucking dick. He's a Punjabi guy, by the way. Anyways, so then um, when things started picking up for myself and then I had to hire people, I hired a couple friends and I hired two guys that used to work for him that he fired. Right. Yeah. And because I'm, I don't know, because I knew I would meet the guys. I would see the guys. These are good dudes, man. They're, yeah. they're ready to work. You just, but you're such a fucking asshole to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, I had about a year where I was able to have staff. Like I had a big account and so on. And then I didn't, you know, in that time passed eventually. But that year, year and a half that these guys worked for me, fuck, bro, they're ride or die. They fucking saved my ass so many times. And it was just like, you can't make people feel like subordinates no you, you can't. can't you got to get dirty with them mm-hmm. right you gotta they, they they're always gonna understand that you're the one paying them right 100 percent. um back back when another example back when i had a well we did this experiment we opened up a bar in, in on college downtown and that same idiot was one of the partners right and i kind of got i kind of fell into it uh, anyways so then same thing fucking garbage to the staff right just like whatever down to fire anyone i'm like you can't just keep turning people over like that because you're a dick and and someone makes a stupid mistake or a simple mistake that could have been just resolved in such a a, a more productive manner but i had um the security guys and the security guys at clubs and bars they don't make a lot they make like 20 yeah. bucks an hour yeah. 100 bucks a night yeah and they're kind of risking their life out there you know what i'm saying like they're yeah. gonna deal with some garbage and so that's why a lot of bouncers power trip too, because they only making a hundred bucks. Yeah, they, they ain't <laughs> getting paid enough for that shit. Yeah, but then that's why they act like assholes, because they kind of feel some power, but really they're they're not making money. That's <laughs> or they're or charging people to sneak in and shit like that. Yeah, because right? whatever. So, um, I had a guy that fucking they worked for us, and he was just dope fucking dude, right? Really dope dude. And there was a skirmish happening outside in front of the bar. And some fucking dude pushes me, right? This fucking guy, bro, the bouncer, this our door guy, he went off like a fucking pit bull. Just went at this fucking dude, fucking grabbed them, and he goes, <laughs> "You fucking lay a hand on the guy that feeds my family and kids, and this." And I'm like, "Whoa!" I was like, oh, "This guy likes me. I must be a good boy." He was ready to kill just because some guy put. I didn't give a shit because the guy was drunk. I'm like, whatever. But I'm like, yo. So I'm like, that is that was really cool for me to experience because I'm like, yo, you we had this such respectful yeah. relationship with your staff. And if it was the other guy, he probably wouldn't give a fuck. Exactly. If you if it was the other guy, they would have been like, yeah, kill him. That's why Eat when him. me and Darsh are opening up a company, we're gonna launch it on here soon. But everyone in the company <laughs> is gonna get paid the same. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. Only, yeah, nothing. We're all getting paid nothing. We're dividing the losses. But there's <laughs> only three of us. Yeah. And I, I told Darsh, I go 
even in the future when we do end up getting to a point where we can hire some people because I really want this to pop off, I want to keep it where everyone gets paid the same. I'm down. I'm down, man. Like, like everyone gets paid the same. Doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Yeah. Except they don't get shares. Yeah, they don't get shares. <laughs> right? Well, I watched a video on Instagram and it was a guy who owned a construction company. Yeah. And um, he said that uh, he gets paid... He's very careful on who he hires because whoever he hires is going to be the lowest paid employee in the company. And he gets paid the same amount as the lowest paid employee, even though he's the owner. So his paycheck that he cuts himself hmm. is the same amount as the lowest paid employee. That's dope. Right? Now he goes, but a lot of people are like, yeah, but you get the profit, which you he does. dividends. But he goes, but. It's like, so it's like uh, Steve Jobs took a $0 salary. Yes. But what this guy said is for the last three, four years, he's grown a construction company. I've seen his video. And he said for the last three, four years, he hasn't taken a dollar of that profit. That's gone right back into the business to buy machinery and pickup trucks or whatever, yeah. right? So he's wants to grow to be a very big company, but he wants to keep it where he makes the same as the lowest paid person in the company. So he goes, that forces me to really think of how I'm paying these guys. Because yeah. if I can't live off what the lowest paid guy is getting paid, yeah. how do I expect him to live off of yeah. it? And that's honestly, I would love to have it where in the future, even if we have eight or 10 employees, where everyone gets paid the same. I have no issue with somebody saying, you guys are ownership, you're making X, Y, Z, why is the shipper and receiver making the same? Mm-hmm. But why isn't he making yeah, the Because we're not going to make what we're yeah, going to make. Yeah, because we're, we're not putting the, the product in the back of fucking trucks, yeah. which is the most important thing to get it out to customers. Exactly. It's so fucking. you gotta like I don't see anything wrong with that business model I'm gonna be honest with you I'm sure shareholders and, and board of directors do but I don't see anything wrong with that yeah you stay private but yeah. obviously yeah like there's benefits to going public but I also think there is companies that that are run well I've had a shit little jobs I've gone through like some shit fucking jobs one of the better ones that I had it was just too boring I couldn't stick with it uh, I worked at uh, FedEx and FedEx was interesting because, and I don't know, like I'm sure there's going to be shitty experiences yeah. about, about my remember, personal yeah. experience and the people that worked, it was a call center and there was people that have been working there 10 years, 10, 15 years. And the way the managers got their raise was based on the evaluation by the subordinate, the people that are below oh, them. Oh shit. So a manager has to kiss your ass. Yeah. So he has, else he's going to get a bad fucking you know, And they were really accommodating. They were really nice. Even when I wanted to quit, they're like, hey, because FedEx... Working in a company like that, you you do a lot of training mm-hmm. to learn like everything, like customs and shipping policies around the world and blah blah blah. So they put a lot of money in you to train you, and they go, if you quit within the first year, they've lost money on you. Oh right? yeah, right? Well, that's most companies, yeah, for sure. So I was really impressed by that because when I had, even when I fucked up, how long were you there for? I uh, wasn't long, maybe eight nine months. Then I got. Oh, the they money. lost money on your ass. <laughs> yeah, maybe yo, they they pleaded like, hey, just do part time. Right, and I was so stupid because they're like, do four hour shift on. I would do a four hour shift on Saturdays. You still get all your benefits. FedEx at part. FedEx has never unionized because this is sort of their system. And I'm sure, like, I know there's gonna be a difference between Canada and the U.S. because U.S. is way more. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah, they're way more ruthless. So I think in Canada that we have a lot, a little bit more standards in in employment and so on. So I was like, I screwed up, and then. But they're so fucking nice. And I worked at Best Buy and they're fucking heartless pieces of shit. I fucking but hated working there. And, and that's the thing. Like, why is this? Or even so, to, to go back, like Apple, for example. I don't really hear a lot of motherfuckers complaining when they work at Apple. But you go and meet people at the Apple store. They're like above and the beyond. Pretty fucking nice. Yeah. 
Well, so they, they probably got paid well, right? Paid but, well, but, but, probably get some perks. Here's the thing, right? Is Why is this an exception to the rule? Like, exactly. Why is every place not like this? But I'm telling you, COVID is one of those things where, yeah, it's terrible and it shut down the world and a lot of people are losing a lot of money and I don't know how many thousands of smaller businesses are going to be gone forever. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> I think it did change the focus of, of what people consider normal business practice even in the states you have people that are scared to call in sick and this and that and you read reddit and places like that and everyone's like you know what if if as soon as this is over i'm looking for another job and if i ever work anywhere again where i'm scared to call in sick i'm fucking quitting the companies are gonna have to pivot and change their the way they view their biggest asset which is their fucking employees you realize because of covid you got to realize the actual value of even the like the most entry level jobs, yeah. The people that are doing, yeah. and people so, that are in the app in there. Oh, the Zoom. That's okay. Yeah, as long as that's okay. Uh, yeah, you realize the value of people in logistics and warehouse jobs, man. Like that, you realize what makes the world fucking turn is transportation, logistics, hundred percent. Any supply 100%. chain positions. With and then people. when everyone's like, "Oh, Brampton has the highest number of COVID cases," yeah, because we're fucking transporting all the shit you guys bought. Yeah, we're working at the fucking Amazon. Whereas Joss Carnson knocked it out of the park with his couple articles yeah. that he did. Like, it, it, you can't shit on people that are actually keeping the economy moving. Yeah, even if you think the job is replaceable, it. End of the day, those are hard jobs. I remember I worked in a fucking warehouse. I did. I used to work through employment agencies because it was tough to get a job back then when you had very little experience. So you do these general labor jobs. Yeah, and they're fucking garbage, man. So and even like some and garbage in a sense of like you do feel like like you're nothing. I worked out where they print the Globe and Mail. It was through. <laughs> uh, it was here at Heartland actually, and the way the fucking people that ran the lines. Of uh, where the collate, collating is done. That's mean when the papers are put together into all the different sections. They come off the web presses. I didn't even know much about printing back then, and I was just like, "Well, I thought it was cool because I got to read the Globe Mail at three in the morning before the whole world yeah. got it." Ra- I got Raj hired there. I got a bunch of buddies hired there. And how long did Raj last there? Honestly, I don't remember. But we used to work there in high school. We did night shift during high school, and to make six eighty-five an hour, and that oh, was fuck. that was decent through an agency at the time. Might have been seven twenty-five to tell you the truth. And, but the agency itself, they're pretty good to you. And like one main manager is decent, but the people that run the fucking lines, dude, they fucking just press you to run it as fast as possible. They get mad if you fuck up. They just give you the dirtiest fucking look. They treat you like garbage. Like the people that actually work for the factory that treat the temp workers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, divide. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't even talk to you. You're not human to them. And it's so unnecessary because if any one of those motherfuckers was just funny and nice, yeah, it would make the whole it would make yeah. fine. Yeah. But I see I'm at the point now where where I am where I am and I plan on retiring here, but if I ever had to like leave where I am for whatever reason, I don't think I'd go work for someone again. Mm. No, I real that's what I realized. I realized even I was I had my de- I had a couple decent jobs. Okay, FedEx I would say was a decent job because it paid well and I think it was starting was like 14 bucks an hour, which is this is 2000 and that is good two or some shit right uh best buy i was just on just best buy is funny because what they'll do is they give you this title of a senior which you're pretty much doing the same amount of work a manager does but they don't have to pay you as much you're doing more than the fucking guy who runs 
run the man, the, who the manager is. You're running around all over store, all over the store, doing approvals, fucking negotiating the customers, dealing with every fuck up, <laughs> every fucking irate motherfucker that comes in. Managers don't give a shit. They're like, oh, let me the department senior. Da, 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 da. And you're getting shat on. Motherfucking managers can't even cash someone out. Yeah. No stores. They don't know how to fucking well, cash. Like, how out. is that? Like, how would you? Uh, it's just insane. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. We're talking about employers and, and how they can be assholes or whatever. What is something you've done at a job yeah. that you totally got away with something? Like you really oh, just fuck pulled yeah. the fucking Best there. Buy. I fucking hated that place. I go, I don't owe you fuckers nothing. I fucking busted my ass off in here. I saved so many little problems that could have gone way worse and and so on. So one day I was so pissed. I got in a fight with the manager because he was just a condescending piece of shit. And then... I, it was Boxing Day. Busiest fucking day. Worst day to work in retail ever. ever yeah. Doesn't matter how much they fucking pay 100%. you. It is not worth working on yeah, Boxing, boxing day. day. Yeah. So then I'm trying to... So I would have to close up the store and I have to go every cash register in the motherfucking store, every computer, and make sure they're all closed out properly. Everything's cashed out properly. I'm on one and this motherfucking machine won't close out this one transaction that was left open. And it was for like a gift card purchase for 500 bucks. So I'm like, what the fuck? I can't quit it. I'm fucking by myself. It's so late now. I don't have anyone to ask. And I can't leave until this fucking thing's done. And so I'm like, okay, let me try. I try to fucking, it's pretty much asking me to load up a gift card. Okay, I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. Cool. I'll load it up and then finish the transaction. I'll fucking go. Gift card loads up, closes. And then I realize, wait a minute. I got a fucking $500 card in me. Or $500 yeah. gift card. Yeah. That, that's loaded. Damn, son. So, which, you know, 500 back in my day. I'll get you something nice. Yeah, you can buy a house. And then, uh, so, I, I I sit on it. I have the gift card. I'm like, okay, I'll just wait to see if anything happens. Because I don't know how it got loaded. Some I don't know. No one paid for it. Yeah. It was just a glitch. Or maybe there was something in the system where they had the card number from the guy that was trying to buy it already in there. I don't know. Because I waited to see if anyone came back to complain. Anyone came back to claim it. Waited a few weeks. I'll fuck it. I'm quitting. I'll fucking, I got another fight with... It's just some stupidity. Uh, the manager was like, yeah, I know I'm an asshole. What are you going to do? That was sort of the conversation we had. What? I was like, All right, fuck, I quit. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So and I quit, and card? I came back, and I bought a fucking expensive-ass video card. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> With the gift card. I got a good one, too. Yeah, go. Uh, I'm not going to say the years, because give away where I was working. I wasn't working where I am now. This is at least a story that is 12 years old. Okay. I got... I'm a traveling sales rep, which means I'm on the road at this point. Now I'm a manager, and I manage other sales reps. But at this point, I was out on the road. The manager was cool with me. I, I was one of the top-selling guys in the company. Never really bothered me. What are you doing? Where are you? Nothing. My dumbass gets a DUI. Okay? Mm -hmm. The car is the most important thing to a traveling sales rep. <laughs> uh, my license got automatically suspended for 90 days, even though, wow. I, even though I won the case in court. Okay. Right? Um, but my license is suspended right away. They do that, right? So the second you get a DUI, um, and I'm not proud of any of this, they take your car away for seven days, and they give you a 90-day, it's called administrative suspension. Mm -hmm. At the end of the 90 days, you get your license back while the court case is pending, and then if you lose the court case, that's when it gets suspended for a year. Okay? okay. So I went to a lawyer... My homeboy, Virk. Shout out, Virk. 
uh, he said very beatable case, very beatable case. In fact, he's like, I don't even know why they would do this to give you a DUI. Uh, you weren't even driving at the time. I wasn't. I was standing in a parking lot. <laughs> okay. okay? Uh, they gave me, like, they hit me with some care and control. I was literally standing in the parking lot outside of a bar waiting for a cab that we called. Okay. But my car was open because I was taking my work laptop and shit out of there because I was going to leave my car there. The, the cops rolled up. I gave him attitude, my fault. Told him I've called a cab, blah, 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 blah. I had the keys in my hand with my door open. That's the care and control of a motor vehicle. It's the exact same charge as a DUI. Whoa. Right? I didn't know that. Anyways, I didn't have a license for 90 days. Okay? <laughs> I wasn't going to risk driving because Verk told me that if you get pulled over driving, your plate, this license plate, is, is already, they know when they put this plate in that the owner of this vehicle has a 90 day. It could be someone else driving. Yeah. But you're going to get pulled over if a cop's behind you. For 90 days, I basically winged work. Now, what do you mean? I couldn't go see customers. I didn't have oh, a car. Okay. So I got rides when I could from some of my cousins or whatever. But I basically <laughs> sat at home and worked. And when my boss would call and we'd meet at this Tim Hortons at Dixie in um, 401, where the Wendy's and shit is, Tim yeah. Hortons, Wendy's, Staples. That's oh, where, yeah. That's right where he'd usually meet me because it was right yeah. in the middle of my territory. And he'd, we'd meet once a week. Yeah. And that day, I would get a drive there. Uh-huh. have my car parked, <laughs> tell my homie to go just sit in the Timmy's by himself, meet my boss, and then say bye to him and get in my car as he was leaving. But I managed to fucking pull that off. For 90 days. For 90 days. Fuck, that's wild, dude. Yeah, and then I got my license back, and, and I went to work. I drove into work, and they're like, hey, we haven't seen you in the office in a while. And I'm like, yeah, you know, been busy. And my sales didn't slow down. In those 90 days, I got just the same amount of sales, but yeah. that's probably the biggest that's wall smooth. I pulled. Because if I'd went to them and told them, they probably would have had to let me go. Yo, that's wild. Yeah. That's smooth. Yeah. I forget how it is to work for anybody, though. It's been, I've done this now 18 years since I left the workforce I, and, been done, and been unemployed. <laughs> I technically work for someone, but I technically work for myself. So yeah. I kind of have it both ways. But like I said... I hear stories, man, from friends, and there's some places that you that are just terrible, bro. Yeah, terrible. I have friends that have lots of money and houses and property, but I would not fucking trade. Mm. Well, there's a lot of people a- that like you know that movie Failure to Launch. Like I have a lot of friends that because um, their dads are still around and everything that they still live at home. Yeah, and when you hear them talking about it, like to someone like me. Uh, who had to buy my own house, who has to pay my own bills and everything because you know, my dad's not around. So I don't have a dad's house where I can go live at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard for me to understand it because I, I look at them saying, damn, man, that's wicked. You've got a paid off house you get to live in and blah, 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 blah. But then when they hit you with the stories, it's like, yeah. damn. Like my one homie was telling me one time, he's like, bro, we want to fucking change the tiles because the tiles look like shit. And he goes, I asked my dad, he goes, I have to ask him, even though he goes, we pay all the bills, me and my wife, because his dad's retired, but the house is paid off. Yeah. So the dad's like, you're living in this house for free because of me. So it is the dad's house still, right? For sure. So he's like, I have to ask my dad if we could change the tiles. And he goes, my dad was like, la, e tile no ki hoya, hoya tera. So he goes, bro, I'm 35, 36, I got kids yeah. and I can't fucking change the tiles. Yeah. He, he goes, I go out and buy a car. He goes, my dad gets mad. Any payment all you can do, and he said, "Like so, there is like a trade-off because there's a there lot is. of Indian guys like they're in that failure to launch scenario where yeah. you're still at home, yeah. still gotta listen to your parents, even though you're your father of your own kids now." Yeah, right. 
it's tough because some some parents are cool. You can you can gel on those kind of things, and they're just open to anything. We struggled. I just moved back to my parents after like eight nine years, uh, or ten maybe whatever the hell it is ten eleven is uh, when COVID popped off and I came back from the travels and then I was gonna start looking for a place, but then I got comfortable at home and I was quite surprised. But it was there was this transition period at the beginning where it was tough because yeah, you I because it's like. I feel like there's so many ways things could be more efficient or a little bit easier for everybody, but they don't see it. No, because they they're stuck in their ways, right? Yeah. You're, you're not going to teach them yeah. different. But you're lucky too because you got this place. You can just crash it. Yeah, I'm crash. pretty much here. Like we lo- lo- I love this spot. I know you haven't seen it, but maybe I think I think next week what we're going to have is we'll change the setup a bit so people can see a bit more of it. Too. Or you know what? For the Patreon users, we'll actually take you on our tour of yeah, our spot. Yeah, yeah, we'll give a tour. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's dope. We kind of set this place up. For me... Uh, we lucked into it. It's it's just dope, but it's kind of like the we've set it up sort of the places I would hang out at while I was traveling. Yes, like you know, really chill. It's a vibe. It's we we got vibe. we got fucking trees and shit. We got a hundred and five inch TV. We got <laughs> we sound surround system. Yeah. We got an air purifier that the number actually goes up in when you fart. Um, <laughs> there's there's offices over there. We got like a picnic table, bench table on this side. Yeah. My computer works. monitors and shit. We, we uh, friend running a, although she's not running it yet because of COVID, but uh, massage, facial, skincare. Yeah, no whatever. happy endings. I tried. Uh, <laughs> there, there's two other offices. One Samit's, one's mine. Mine just has a bunch of empty boxes. Yeah, and uh, an air mattress which we've never blown up. <laughs> well, I just brought it. To <laughs> Yeah. We've got like a full steering wheel set up over there for when we actually start playing video games here. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we We're got a pretty be, dope setup, bro. Yeah. It worked out dope. So everything worked out the way it's supposed to, I'm, I'm guessing. But I just realized it's the fucking last episode of the year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So what a fucking... What a uh, year. What a what a year. Um, I don't know. I don't feel sentimental about the year. Neither do I. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I don't think much is going to change for the first six months of 2021. Yeah. I uh, think I... I hope people were able to just get through it in a sane, positive way. I know for some yeah. people it was tough. For some people, is that I feel like in many ways this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, this was perfect for me. I think some people in general. I think I think society needed this year to reevaluate what's important. Yeah, like so much, man. Like with the Black Lives Matter protest, that was huge. Yeah, I don't know if anything has come out of it yet to a significant degree but it's a movement that ain't dying now right like for sure the election and i think what's happening from job right now mm-hmm. is fucking moving it's really moving it's hard not to be emotional when you see these stories and you see these faces that look like your parents and your grandparents yeah and, and you just want to hug all yeah. these guys out there and their spirit is it's fucking they've never had a fucking easy moment in nope. their life, you know, nope. and they don't even acknowledge that. They don't even know. They, no. They're cool with it. Yeah, they don't know the alternative. Yeah, right. They don't know how fucking easy we have it out here. So, I think it's really important to step back and always. I think you're not supposed. To, you shouldn't compare to people. You shouldn't compare yourself to other people. Yeah, uh, people that are maybe wealthier. Yeah, but we have it easy compared to like. Yeah, the but rest when of you look world. at like 
So check we're your privilege. privilege. We're yeah. so privileged. Check your fucking privilege. When you guys sit there and go, I can't, I can't fucking go clubbing. This sucks. Check yeah, your fucking privilege. But I don't privilege, think we bro. have anyone like that. We ain't got no. No, bitch. not in our clique. I think the reason. But there's some motherfucking bitches out there. I see oh, that fuck shit. Yeah, there's I bitches. see that shit on Insta. People post stuff like, this was me last year on vacation. Yeah. Can't wait till it comes back. Well, why don't you sit there and think of the million plus people that have died so far and fuck your vacation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. Because <laughs> you was real, gonna go, you fun. was gonna go to the islands and hoe out anyways, bitch. You can do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the islands hoping I'm gonna hoe out. <laughs> I don't meet anyone down to hoe out with me. <laughs> no, but the one thing I have seen this year, I'll say it, and I'm not trying to say people have become better humans because it's very hard to become a better human being when you're kind of set in your ways. Uh, but I when think, you're a human yeah, in general. Is a- yeah, but I think this year has opened some people's eyes to at least attempt or try to be better and try to be more positive and try mm. to actually enjoy yourself when things open back up again yeah. and not take shit for granted, right? I think, I think we need curveballs like this mm-hmm. to recalibrate and adjust and reweigh priorities. Yep. Uh, I think the world... Is fucked no matter what. I feel like next year will be worse than this year. I genuinely 100%. believe that every 100%. year, every year uh, going forward from this year will be the previous year will be better. We'll look back at 2020 and be like, whoa, that was a fucking awesome yeah, year. Yeah, I was we fucking hated civilization. We have to stay inside. But but I think also what's going to make next year more frustrating, and we've already saw it with the Yahoo fucking Ford, where they sh- shut down uh, the injections over the holidays or they scaled them back. Because, yeah. oh, people need vacations. And then you had a bunch of doctors on Twitter going, um, if you had asked us, like the yeah. COVID's not taking a vacation. <laughs> so if you had asked all the other doctors at home, yeah. they would have gladly came in, the retired ones and everything, and given people these injections. We just weren't even given the fucking... Uh, option to do that right yeah. so this yahoo is going to drop the ball 20 more times we're going to get to a point where it's going to be more frustrating because March is going to come around there's going to be lockdown still and you're going to be sitting there going fuck we have the vaccine Yeah. but it's just not going to get to the people I'm telling you it's you're not going to see any meaningful vaccination numbers until probably August yeah August September yeah it's gonna go into fall and by then i don't know we got the new mutation but at the end of the day we are ruled by a lot of incompetence and not some cabal nope and that's my closing words 100 percent. and i think if anything the pandemic has put a spotlight on it yeah and people have started to realize that you know what these politicians and the people that we're electing to look after us and our best interest don't give a fuck yeah. about us and our best interest they care about whatever lobbyist is paying them at yeah. the time um yeah. how what we need to do to make this change i don't know what, I, what we can all do and we have all complete control over and take some power away from them it just make ethical decisions don't shop don't fucking shop at h&m don't you know mm-hmm. just just spend your money uh, at places that have earned it, that mm-hmm. deserve it, that are doing good, that are genuinely contributing in, in a positive way from their employees, mm-hmm. to the environment, everything, everything. And it's so important. I know fucking Amazon is my Easy biggest and sin. It's convenient. It's, it's, and my, it's mine too. Yeah, it's my fucking biggest sin. And obviously, owning a phone, just by the nature of being human, we are destructive. Uh, but let's minimize it. Yeah. I think, okay, if you're going to shop on Amazon, maybe think like okay, 10% of what I spend on Amazon, I'll put it into a cool organization. Yeah. 
or, or, or you know, something like that. Something that get yourself some yeah. crypto, guys. Get yourself some Bitcoin. Yeah. Put a, put a hundred a week. Put a hundred a month. Whatever extra you can. Yeah. And just hold it for ten years. Put in the money thinking you're gonna lose it and hold for ten years. Yeah. You might. This might be your only way out of this hellhole. Number one. Number two. When everything does open up, I want to encourage everyone. This has been a bit of a serious podcast. So staying with that serious note. When everything does open up, I want to encourage everyone, girl, guy, doesn't matter who you are, uh, start frequenting uh, strip joints. Those are, those are women that are putting themselves through school. Oftentimes, they're single mothers. They're hurting the most during this pandemic. Their pocketbooks have taken a big hit. They're not carrying around Louis Vuitton purses no more. The bitch has gone to Michael Kors. So we got to help them out again. Let's put them through school. When Michael <laughs> Kors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them bitches ain't got no LV no more, baby. They gone to Michael Kors. So I'm just saying, when all this shit is over, I hope to see all of you guys at Million Dollar or yeah. our local. I guess things really. You have close to remember to these establishments. Establishments yes. what keep your dads happy. Hundred <laughs> percent. It, it's uh, a lot of social ills are cured by uh, Nanganach. Yeah. Um, and is. Midway Invaders right up the street from us. So uh, I I hope to see you there, Darshan. Yeah. These these are frontline workers. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, exactly <laughs> front front of the line. Stage, uh, st- <laughs> stage dance, stage four. Uh, and now on stage four, we have rain. Front, front row, <laughs> front, front row workers. I told you, I realized I went there too much when me and my homeboy walked in one time, and the <laughs> announcer's like, uh, and in the house we have, and I'm not gonna say his business name. But he's like the the gentleman from, and then he said the business name. Welcome for all your vape needs. Please go to, and then he said the business name. I looked at my homeboy. I'm like, oh, we fucking come here too much, B. The guy, Yo, you the know DJ I, knows us. A long time ago, when I was like just fucking job hunting like crazy, I I, I applied as a strip club MC. You do well job. at that. I I used to do it because uh, I used to uh, DJ weddings and I would MC a bit. And a I little bit always... different than a strip club, but still. Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Most of the uncles at the wedding were going to strip club after, anyways. Exactly, yo. <laughs> F- fuck it for the Patreon, but most uh, uh, wedding vendors <laughs> would go to the strip club. What else after? are you going to do? After yeah. you fucking close you up the bank hall. You got a bunch of cash hall. money. After you close up the banquet hall. You got a bunch of cash money in your yeah. pocket, You're baby. You're out of the house already. It's already four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Your Janani ain't up. She ain't waiting for you. Yeah, but there's some Jananis that are up waiting for you. Yeah. Well. And they got people to feed back home in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, fuck off.